just a monkey. Sometimes the people they read the books in order to get smarts, but until they unlock the words from their heads, never gonna find their hearts. Sometimes the people they look at the sky, all they see is clouds. But you know, Mr. Sunshine, he'd be peeping through the cracks if only he was allowed uh -huh, to uh, dig the spaces. You know what I mean? Uh -uh, dig the spaces. Things just ain't what they seem Some people like the donut Some people like the hole Some people want your body And the rest they want your soul And the atom it's got these electrons Going round the nucleus It was Mr. Einstein, he taught us in quantum mechanics. He said, you gotta uh, dig the 
stasis. You know what I mean? Gotta uh-uh, dig the spaces. Things just ain't what they seem. Some people's minds are burning. They're looking for a riot. But my mind is like a vacuum. It just wants some peace and quiet. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Wow, I want to thank every single one of you for your ongoing support. We are really experiencing some phenomenal growth, as are our friends, bbsradio.com are. I mean, just take a look at the first quarter results of listeners, people coming to this website on bbsradio.com. You look at this and you can see the phenomenal growth People are connecting from everywhere. Over 9 million page views in a three-month period, 14 million-plus hits. The bandwidth will blow you out of the water. Australia, China, Great Britain, Hong Kong, Japan, Philippines, you name it. And so we want to thank everyone for connecting with us because this is about thriving. Now, my guest today knows a ton about this. Uh, He will share with you his own personal story. You'll get to understand why the title of his book is called Become Who You Are Born to Be and learning about the gifts each and every one of us have. As he says in his subtitle, we all have a gift. Have you discovered yours? Brian Souza is with us today, and we are going to be rocking the house with this show. Let me just say a a few things about Brian before we get going here, because I want you to get a sense of uh, a little bit about who he is and what he loves to do. He is the CEO of two companies, and you'll hear about what those are. He travels all over the world, and he speaks professionally and inspires people. Now, one one of the things you're going to hear is that this is an incredible businessman, but more importantly, what got him to be that? How did he get to be at that place? You're going to talk about uh, how much money he's made and uh, understand what some of the magic has been for him so that each and every one of us knows that the dream that we have dreamed is ready to come out of the gate and be ours. Brian, welcome to the show. You know, I've got a question that I've got to ask you. I ask everyone that ever has uh, come on the show and, uh, you know, your book is totally inspirational. Uh, and I want our listeners today to get a sense of what you're doing, how you're doing it, what's been important to you, and how they can tap in to what you've learned. So given all that you've done and all that you are, what are some of the challenges? What are some of the obstacles that you have had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Well, that's a great question, and I don't want to, to make myself sad here thinking about all of the failures and missteps I've had over the years. <laughs> Uh, my father has a wonderful saying, it's learn from my mistakes because they don't cost you anything. And that's really what the intent of Become You Were Born to Be is. Just a quick one, too, on my story, as you know, and have read in the book. Um, my background previously in a previous life was in technology, and I was in sales management. And maybe like most, a lot of your listeners out there, I was in a career I just wasn't really excited about. I was in a job I wasn't fired up with. I'd wake up and get those Monday morning blues. I'd constantly come home from work grumpy and take it out on my, on, my, on my wife and my family. And I just reached this point, you know, for me, coming from a humble background, once I had, at a very early age, started earning well into the six figures and started making the money and started having the house and all the toys, 
it wasn't until then that I realized the ladder of success I was, I was trying so desperately to climb was leaning against the wrong building. And it was at that point where I like to say I had a midlife crisis at a very early age and sort of to reevaluate my life and, and redefine success, not necessarily in the terms of society, in terms of monetarily, but I redecide, re- redefined success on my own terms, and that really got me going uh, to, to writing the book. And, you know, the people that are listening to the show, I mean, I talk to a lot of people, Brian. I want to thank you for, for joining us t- today because there are so many people that have been so loyal uh, to listening to the Dr. Pat show. And, uh, you know, we give back on this show. We give gifts away just about every day on the various shows I'm on. And, and most recently, folks have come to the table asking the question, man, I cannot find my life's purpose. I don't really understand why I'm here. And, you know, then I, then I read a book like yours, and, and I look back at my own life, and I had the same question. It was like, what the heck am I doing here? <laughs> we, you, and, you know, it's a moving target. And I think that's the message. The, the important thing that I want to that I want to highlight, which you emphasize, is start asking the question because you won't find the answer unless you ask the question. And an important message I don't want to get through to everyone is that you have to have this innate belief that you do have a purpose, that you do have a unique gift that you need to share with the world. And I don't mean to sound rah rah or cheesy in a sense, but I do want to get across and convey to people that it doesn't matter what situation or circumstance you are in currently in your life, you've got to realize that you have a unique gift, a unique contribution that the world needs you to make. And that's really my whole goal and MO is to really help people discover their gift because then they can help share it with everyone else. Okay, so here you sat, right, one day and decided, I'm going to write this book. What were you thinking? Or and let me ask a different question. How were you called to know that this was your your book to write? I, I wasn't thinking. <laughs> it's been a long, <laughs> painful process. Truth be told, uh, I, having never been in the publishing world, again going from the internet and high technology to the publishing world, like stepping back a few centuries. <laughs> so it's a very different <laughs> dynamic, and developing the discipline to to write a book and and do all the things you need to do to get it published was a very much learning experience but my story is as i told you i sort of you know flipped out a little bit had this midlife crisis my wife and i quit our jobs we sold our house we went on a sabbatical and really the sabbatical was intended to to try and figure it out right what are we here for what do i want to do i've always been an aspiring entrepreneur and i came back with a list of 16 different companies i wanted to start 16 different ideas i wanted to consider some wacky ideas i mean everything from starting a french creperie to importing Turkish loofahs, uh, a recycling company. Uh, I tried a number of those get-rich-quick real estate schemes. (laughs) So I was all over the map trying to figure it out. And I've been a huge believer and proponent of self-improvement and personal development, gone to all the seminars, I've devoured the best the industry has to offer, and admire many, many of the guys in the industry. But nothing really spoke to me. I I didn't believe in the rah-rah motivation because it was fleeting at best. And I wanted something that would give lasting change to me. So I said, you know what? Nope, I've read all the books. Nothing really spoke to me. So what the heck? Why don't I write one and help people learn from my experiences what I'm going through? You know, I I love what you're talking about because I think you and I must have been at all of those same workshops and seminars. (laughs) (laughs) At least, you know, I've got the bills to, 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 to really talk to that. (laughs) <laughs> and, 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 you know, what is it about? I mean, it's being on this search. I mean, you're out in the world. And, you know, I had to step back and think about this a little bit because, you know, become who you were born to be. 
people listen to my radio show, Brian, and the bottom line is they've heard my story. They know that I don't come from a, a big media background. I've been on radio three and a half years and dialed the wrong phone number to get here. So my question is to, to asking you, what is the process been like? You know, has this been organic? Has this been intuitive? Did you go see Sylvia Brown? I mean, what? What was this about <laughs> for you? Well, I, I've, I've turned over every single rock and have, have done everything but go to the, uh, the, the Oracle over in, uh, in Greece to try and find the answer. And really what I, what I did to try and distill it down is, you know, I recognize that I don't have all the answers. And so what I wanted to do is really set out and interview and study and analyze people that, that seem to have it, it all, quote-unquote. So I've interviewed professional athletes, Fortune 500 executives, diplomats, scholars, you name it, and, and studied a lot of people, you know, everything from Gonda and Mother Teresa to Kid Rock and P. Diddy, you know. Everyone that seems to be living at the highest echelon of what it is they were born to do what are the commonalities? And it really broke down, and I don't mean to, to be flippant about this, but I try to condense it down into what are the commonalities that all these people, irrespective of their profession or vocation, what do they have in common? And my big discovery, which I think is significant, is it boils down to really five steps. You've got to discover your gift. You've got to develop it, appreciate it, use it, and give it away. And with inside of that, there's a lot of different activities and exercises to help people to go through that process. Um, it's a very intuitive process. But it's, these are the keys you really need to focus on to, to, to become your born to be and get on that right path. Well, you know, let's talk about the whole gift idea because, you know, each and every one of us, my listeners heard me say this today, uh, I believe every single person has a gift. And, uh, you know, the, the trouble that uh, I think we get into is comparing my gift with your gift, uh, so to speak. And when you sat down to, to talk about the book and, and to look at your life and, and what this was about. And you said your wife was kind of at that same critical point. Um, did you get the idea of what your gift was, like, immediately? You know what I'm saying? Did you, like, did a light go on uh, after you had a first experience, let's say, public speaking, where it felt so good that you said, yes, this is for me? Yes and no, and I think you I think you touched on it earlier in your first comment, and that you said you know we tend to have we tend to compare our gift maybe with other people's gift, or oftentimes we compare our inadequacies with other people's gifts. You know we compare where we feel inadequate in certain respects to where other people are strong, and I think that you know for for me I my gift previously was in sales, right? I love connecting with people, whether it's closing a significant multi-million dollar deal or managing salespeople or something. It was the ability, but as opposed to just defining it in, an, in a narrow context of sales, I define it really what it is is connecting with people. It's really influencing people. And so my big aha moment actually came, literally I was I'd flown across the, uh, across the country for a motivational seminar and I was flying back a little bit a little bit excited, a little bit dejected that I still didn't figure out what it was. I went over there and spent the $5,000 for um, but it dawned on me, you know, I said, you know, what if I use my gift for the ability to influence people to help make a positive difference in their lives? And that was really my big aha moment that set in motion what, again, would be about a four-year discovery process of all the research and writing that went into Become You Were Born to Be. But to, I want to also emphasize an important point you make is when you're, when you're doing, your, when you're doing your, your gift, when you're doing what you were born to do, it, it should come easily. It should come naturally. You should enjoy it. It should be almost as easy as breathing. And you see that whether you're watching Oprah on television, whether you're watching Tiger, 
uh, at the Masters, of course not this last Masters, but previous Masters. <laughs> um, but it's just you get that sense that these people are doing what they're here to do, and there's so many of us out there that are like me, and it sounds like like you, that weren't blessed with discovering what it is at a very early age. We have to proactively go out and try and find it. And, you know, the thing that I love about what you're saying is that it's an exploration process. I tell a story. I go back to early years. One of the first jobs I've ever had was selling hot dogs from a hot dog cart. Mm -hmm. And the bottom line is, at that moment, I loved it. I was so good at it, the line would form clear up the block. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, now I do a, a talk on everything Everything I, I learned about sales. I learned selling hot dogs. But did I know that what I loved about that job would then, years later, be what I love about what I'm doing now? I wish I would have had your book to, to help me figure this out. No question. Well, it, it's so difficult, and we're all in this together. So if you're out there listening and you're kind of feeling alone and, and feeling a little bit dejected and, and lost, it's okay. We're all there or we've all been there. And it's it's... It can be a lonely process at times, and it's one of those sort of taboos, and people just kind of accepted the fact that, you know, you don't have to love your job. You just go and collect a paycheck for 40, 50, 60 hours a week, and then in your two- to three-hour discretionary time, you get to do what you love. And I want to, in I want to invite people to adopt the motto. There's a, a gentleman by the name of um, Richard Branson, uh, the founder of Virgin Atlantic, and he's actually a story that I feature in the book. But he has a wonderful motto in life, and it's, he says, I don't, to me, I don't view work as work and play is play, to me it's all living. And that's such a profound, I think, statement and just a filter that he has, how he, how he views his life. It, it doesn't have to, work doesn't have to be someplace that you dread getting up and going to. It can be a place where you love waking up in the morning and going and doing, and it can be a vocation or a vocation, and you don't have to make millions of dollars. And I'll tell you a story, uh, you know, well, briefly, um, Nancy and Dennis Fries, they were two engineers in Silicon Valley. Uh, for 15 years. One of their great loves was entertaining. They loved being around people, yet they were 15 hours a day in a cubicle. <laughs> so their train was definitely on the wrong tracks. They wanted to figure out what it is they wanted to do. They figured out their dream was to own a B&B. &B. They put a plan in place, uh, a, a five-year plan met with a financial advisor, and today they own a beautiful B&B &B on Mendocino Coastline by the name of Agate Cove, and they couldn't be happier. And so the message is you don't have to do, you don't have to take over the world and be the next millionaire or billionaire it's okay to redefine success and just be happy and love what you're doing each and every day. Well, one of the things that I wanted us to talk about here, because I want everybody to know that, you know, my guest today on the Dr. Pat Show is an individual that is not only talking from his own experience, but also has done an incredible amount of research to find out some of the key points which we're sharing here today on the show. I want to open up the phone lines for those of you that have questions, for those of you that are stuck. Man, you're not going to get a one-on-one -on -one with Brian like this one tonight. This is a live show. This is how you get to connect with us right now. Give us a shout, 877-876-5227, 877-876-5227. Let Brian help you open up your life to the unlimited possibilities available to you. You know, Brian, when I'm looking at your book, right, and, you know, you come out of the gate and you're talking about a midlife crisis at 27. I mean, I think I've had a series of midlife crises. I think I had a midlife crisis at 27. But you know what? I was just not – I was too scared to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it, 
Many of us are, and you know, it's it's one of those things. I like to say, a midlife crisis is not a bad thing. <laughs> you should celebrate it because it's the wake up call that your train's on the wrong tracks, and you need need to make some changes. Um, it's a frightening thing making changes, and the sad thing is, is as we progress through life, and as we get older, and as we get more experience and more ingrained in our careers and in our communities and what we do and more comfortable, we get more complacent, and our re- our roots are deeper and deeper. And it becomes much more difficult to uproot and try and transplant, and the risk seems so much greater. But if you, if you view your life between avoiding risk, you're not going to be happy. If you view your life from the perspective of what do I want to be happy, what do I need to make me happy, you're going to be willing to make those risks and those sacrifices. But as you pointed out, it can be scary, but as long as you have a guide and something to follow, um, it can help you avoid a lot of the pitfalls that so many of us step on. Let me ask you this, Brian. You're you're touring all over, and um, you know. Let, let's just take a minute right now to give out your website for those of the uh, folks that are listening to the show. They're going to want to follow online. So let's give out your website before we, you know, jump off into the next question. Absolutely. Uh, the website, actually, the book's available at any major bookstore. Become your born to be. Otherwise, you can go to my website, which is born to be b o r n t o b e dot com. Born to be dot com. All right, so, you know, here we are, we're having this conversation, and we're talking about not letting our fears run our lives, and, 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 you know, for a lot of folks out there, I did make the comment that, you know, I think at age 27, I did have a midlife crisis, and, and I think I'm like most people, I think we continue to have, you know, these different mini-awakenings, um, I call them little crust quakes, because they help knock the crust off our life, <laughs> and so, you know, here you are now talking all over the world, what do you find are the most frequent, is the most frequent question that people ask you to get help with? Wow. Uh, there's so many. I think... Um, See, you thought number... I was just going to use the standard questions they send me. <laughs> no, no. that was That's a fantastic question, a profound one. I would say the majority of people that come to me, they come to me with the same problem that I was in, which is, you know, I'm in, a, I'm in a job, I'm in a career that I'm not very excited about. I don't know what I want to do. I know what I'm doing is not it. Give me some direction and guidance and help me get on that path. And furthermore, I can't afford to quit because I'm spending so much money and I've become accustomed to this lifestyle. I don't know if I'm willing to make the sacrifices to try and figure it out. And it's this catch-22. And, and one of the things that I work with people on is to help them understand, again, it's difficult to make those sacrifices when you don't understand what the reward is at the end. And so for a time, if you can, just allow yourself the freedom to just think, to just brainstorm, to get curious, to explore the possibilities. I mean, not to, to ring the uh, patriotic bell here, but you know, we're in America. There's so much opportunity, so many freedoms. We can do anything we want, live anywhere we want. There's so much opportunity. If you'll just give yourself the freedom to explore it. Don't worry about failure. Don't worry about how you're going to do it. Just focus on what it is you want to do. And as that becomes clearer and clearer and the vision becomes more definitive, then you can start to take the action steps and it becomes realistic. Then you can confront those risks that you're afraid of. But I would say that was the main question is, is just, look, I don't know what career, what profession I want to do, and I'm, I'm in a tough financial bind to, to make any changes. Do we confuse, Brian, success and happiness? Oh, without question. Without question. I think, um, again, just drawing on my own story, Success to me meant, as I said, meant a lot of money. It meant ego. It meant title. It meant responsibility. It meant living in the right zip code and driving the right car. And 
we just automatically equate success with happiness. And I found, I was fortunate at a very early age, to, to realize that, that they're not one and the same. You can be successful and you can be unhappy. I mean, the, the newspapers are plastered with the likes of, you know, certainly, you know, a few years back with the Tycos and Worldcoms and inruns of the world. Um, but success is, is if, if you're doing what, you, what it is you were born to do, and you feel on purpose, and your life is on course, and you're following your bliss, not just happiness, but true joy, success will follow. And that's the only principle is to, to really change those around. Don't so much chase sex, or excuse me, success. Chase joy and happiness, and success will be a byproduct of that. And, you know, so often we, we hear people, and Brian, what you said is really has been key for me in my life. I went through a period of time where I wasn't sure what I liked, but the minute I got behind a microphone, uh, doing my first radio show, it felt like coming home. The year and the year and a half after that to follow was agonizing because I was being drawn back into a world which I didn't exactly love. How, how, do, we, how do we help people today that are at that place where they know what puts a smile on their face, and yet at the same time, maybe even like myself, who had one foot in an old paradigm of something I thought was so secure, how do we help people step out? Well, I'm, I'll be happy to answer that. I, I'd just love briefly, maybe if you can just, maybe your listeners know, but maybe you can just share with me your story, your brief background. And how, how did you find your way over into radio? Because it's an interesting transition for you. Well, very, very interesting. My listeners know my story. Um, I, after many years at a very high level in a corporation, uh, I went through downsizing because basically uh, directing human resources, I wouldn't fire a woman with 29 years, 11 months service. That led me on a path to go back to school uh, and move out to the West Coast and then go on to my Ph.D. And as I was you know, contemplating my navel uh, after all of that was done, um, I had a, a phone number on a piece of paper. It was a 1-800 number. And I had scribbled the wrong name down, transposed the numbers, and dialed into voiceamerica.com. And wow. looked for, I asked for a person by the name of Tracy, never existed. I got Casey Trump, who to this day is my senior executive producer. I am the host of A Year on Voice America, and I just interviewed Olivia Newton-John. Now I'm on BBS and on 11 other channels uh, in Chicago, in Boston, and, and it had to do with, in that moment when she said to me, would you like to do a radio show, I had to say yes or no, and then put up the money to do it. Wow. It was, Unbelievable. It was that moment. And how many moments in life do we have like that? I suspect that each of us have decisions that we make on a daily basis. I could have hung up that phone. I could have gone to this place, you know, the voice in my head, Brian, that said, you stupid, you can't even dial a right <laughs> you jerk, loser. I mean, you know, that's the voice that was going on in my head at the time. And yet, intuitively, my heart said, let this person at this desk put you through, have the conversation. Wow, that is, I've heard a lot of stories, and perhaps I should have interviewed you, for maybe for the next book, Dr. Pat. <laughs> what an inspire! I literally got the chills when you were telling me that story, because it's, I, I, I love the courage and fortitude, and I can appreciate everything that it takes to make that transition. Um, 
but there's a big piece I know that it's in my life, which is faith. And, you know, not to, to be some Bible thumper, but if you just have this conviction and you have this inner faith that, that you have a strength, that you have a different reservoir of strength that you haven't tapped into, and just be willing to push it a little bit. You know, if we, if we separate ourselves from our ego, and again, going from different careers or making changes in our lives, oftentimes we're so concerned with other people, what they're going to think about us, whether it's family, friends, colleagues, etc. But the reality is if we knew how little they really cared and how <laughs> consumed with themselves and their own lives, we'd be willing to make those risks. And I think that, um, you know, it's people like you that are willing to step out and try something new. That's the only path. And it opens up so many different opportunities and windows that, that I'm curious in, in, in your career, I mean, it's going to blossom and, and, and we'll see where it goes. That's fantastic. Well, it is, but you know, it's, I get to talk with people like you, Brian. I mean, <laughs> think about that. I mean, I mean, isn't this like the total, totally awesome thing to do? I get to talk with people like you. I, I never in my wildest dreams thought that people like you or people like Deepak or people like Olivia Newton-John would even be slightly interested in having a conversation with me. And that really talks to what I think our listeners, I want them to hear. Sometimes we get hit with a voice of doubt, which really isn't the truth of who we are, is it, Brian? It's absolutely not. And there is no question that in whatever endeavor it is you're setting out to do, you are going to be hit with self-doubt. I get it every single day. I get it sometimes before I go on interviews or give speaking engagements. But you just have to, you have to take that step. I mean, if you think about doubt and fear and you live your life from that place, you're going, it's, it's a sad and lonely place. And you're going to miss so many opportunities. And I think if you just truly buy into the, to the dream, truly buy into the vision, are convicted and are committed to achieving it, that commitment and that perseverance is what it takes. It, you know, I have a saying that it's okay to fail as long as you don't consider yourself a failure. And those, it's a play on words, but it's, it's so important in that you just have to, you have to silence that doubt. You have to take that step. Uh, I believe it was Vincent Van Gogh had a wonderful saying. He said, if, if they say you can't paint, then paint. And, you know, if a voice says that you can't paint, then paint, and that voice will be silenced. And that's all we have to do is really sort of power through it, shout, you know, shut out the doubt, and, and really persevere. Well, absolutely. And, you know, what I know about this in so many ways is that each and every one of us get to build our faith. You know, one of the things, Brian, I wanted to ask you about is that I know for myself, I stand on the shoulders of all the people that have come before. I have had some incredible people, some incredible people, angels help me. And yet, each, each leg of the way, I've had to build my own faith, and I believe in steadfast conviction, as you talked about. What are some of the people that you can point to? Who are some of the people you can point to that have given you a broad shoulder to stand on? Well, without question, it, it starts with my parents, um, and I think for, for many of us it does, but my parents were, were fantastic. Again, having a, a very... Uh, um, humble beginnings, you know, through, through difficult times, but my family, they've given me the values that family's always first, and they've taught me that success um, without family cannot be a success. And those, so they've given me a value system that I believe is incredibly important and something that I'm giving to my children. So it starts with them. And then from there, I, you know, I've at a, at, it started at age 15, actually, um, reading a number of, whether it's uh, Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill, uh, Norman Vincent Peale, some of the greats, Reading biographies, Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, 
uh, even modern-day people like Howard Schultz that I feature in the book, Sylvester Stallone, a number of these people, I, I just it, it started off as a, as a, as a hobby, as it often it does, then it turned to a passion, and then now it's pretty much an obsession. I am obsessed with watching A&E biographies and interviewing people and reading these biographies. My wife is going crazy. But I'm always trying to uncover these people, what, what it is that makes them tick. How did they achieve greatness? What can I borrow from them? What can I emulate? And what can I model? And if you look at my study, I literally have hundreds and hundreds of different biographies, pictures posted up of these people to remind me of inspiration, to remind me that Gandhi wasn't born a Mahatma. He was just once a, a normal 16-year-old you know, man in, in, that went to UK to study law, wanted to be an English gentleman. And his reckoning time came when he was in his early 40s in South Africa, and he followed his pursuit and defeated the mighty British Empire without raising uh, a hand or a weapon. And so it's these kind of stories that I draw on inspiration when that self-doubt kicks in. I look back and say, well, you know, if Mohandas Gandhi can do what he did, or if Martin Luther King can do what he did, or these great people, Abraham Lincoln, all the times that he's failed, and what if they would have quit? What would the world look like today? And not that I'm going to make a contribution on that scale, but in my own little way, I can make a positive difference, and that really is what inspires me. Well, I'd love to talk about this, Brian, because, you know, I mentioned earlier, and I love what you just said. I love this because I want our listeners to understand, when I was there 24-7, uh, in, in, right behind this hot dog cart, and I was, I was selling hot dogs to people, in that moment, that was making those folks smile. The people that, you know, came in, uh, that I interacted with, we always had something kind to say to each other. And i got to tell you, I was pretty darn good at it. And in that moment, it was that moment of being so present, so uh, in the moment of sharing a gift, exchanging gifts, exchanging kindness. These are random acts of kindness. The question is, what would happen if every one of us would stop for a minute and make a conscious effort to participate in random acts of kindness? Wow. Well, the, the world would certainly be a different place. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, we get caught up and we're, we're, in, we're in the 24-7, 365 economy, whether it's, uh, you know, the television and watching our TiVos or the iPods. We're so busy being busy that we get so caught up and we forget about that we're all in this thing called life together. And it is, it, as you pointed out, it doesn't take much to make someone's day. It doesn't take much to just put a smile on someone's face or to you know, let them get over in the car lane next to you. It's the little simple things like that that make a difference. And I'm a firm believer, whether it's in just in life and in, in, in taking care of people and certainly in success, I believe that it's the little things that are the big things. And I'll say that again. I believe it's the little things that are the big things. And the reason why is because so oftentimes we want to sit back and say, well, you know what, it's, you know, I wasn't born with the silver spoon or I didn't go to this prestigious university or I wasn't, afforded this opportunity, but people don't recognize and realize that it truly is the little things in life. It's the little seemingly insignificant decisions that we make each and every day that form the fabric of our life. And so that's an important point for people to realize. Every single day you wake up, it's a decision. It's a conscious or unconscious decision that you're making, and it ultimately... Well, let's uh, make sure that everyone knows that uh, listening to the Dr. Pat show right now, I'm here with Brian Souza. We're talking about his book, Become Who You Were Born to Be. Uh, if you've got a comment or a question, 877-876-5227, 877-876-5227. 
please feel free to call in, join in the conversation, ask a question. We'll see if you can, uh, we can get you some help to point you uh, in the direction that you are meant to go. You know, Brian, let me ask you this question. And all of the folks that you've interviewed, one of the things I, I, I wanted to ask you about was the power of perseverance. How does this thread show up in the folks that you've interviewed? And out of all the folks you've interviewed, who would you pick to say, wow, this person can persevere beyond anything? Wow. There's, there's one that, that comes to mind, a gentleman by the name of Franklin Chang Diaz. And I was fortunate enough to have uh, spent a considerable amount of time with him. But Franklin's story is he was born in Costa Rica, middle-class family, at a very early age, like so many of us, had a dream of becoming an astronaut, wanted to go to the moon, and was just consumed with this dream. And as he began to get older, into his early teenage years, something happened. He started to lose a lot of his crew members, all of his friends that would get in his backyard in his old wooden chair and table that pretended to take off into outer space and land. They started to disappear and say, Franklin, you know, we're in Costa Rica. There's not a chance that we can become an astronaut. We don't even have a, a you know, a... Defense Department, let alone a NASA, you know, a space program. But Franklin kept to that dream. His room was plastered with pictures of Sputnik uh, in 57, and he continued to have that dream. When he was 19, he got a job at a bank, say $50, and wanted to pursue his dream. And the only place he could go would be to, would come to the United States. He begged his father. He got a one-way ticket to the United States, flew into Connecticut, $50 in his pocket and a suitcase, didn't even speak the language. He showed up on his, it was his junior year of high school, he then went in and started studying uh, at MIT Applied Physics, and his, through the course, in, I believe it was in 1980, he got a page on his pager after having completed his Ph.D. in Applied Physics. He got a page on his pager and said, Dr. Chang, Chang Diaz, um, we, we've initiated our space program. Would you like to become an astronaut? That odyssey that Dr. Chang, Frank, that Dr. Franklin Chang Diaz, it was a 29-year journey for him that went from a, from a very small place, very small town in Costa Rica, to the United States, continue to get in the general vicinity of his dream. It wasn't easy. And if, you, if when you talk to him, you hear about the lonely times at Christmas when his entire family is back home, and he's here all by himself, barely just learning the language, and wanting to call it quits and wanting to go home. But he was too proud. He had committed to it, and he knew that he just had to stay and stick through it. The self-doubt was talking to him, but he stuck with it. And his story is so inspiring when you talk to a man like this, and he's such a wonderful man, and you begin to realize and understand where he came from, and he's literally been on on, on four spacewalks, and he's been in, in space seven different uh, seven different missions. It's incredibly, incredibly inspiring. You know what I love about this, Brian, is that there are people listening to the show. They're going to be listening to it live, and there are going to be thousands of people listening to this archive. And what I love about your energy and about the book is that you really create an invitation for people, regardless of where they are right now. I mean, you know, there are people listening to this show that everything is really okay. There are others listening to this show that things are just really about as bad as they can get. But isn't there something for everyone in what we're talking about today? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, we all reach this different, this, this, at different times in our lives, that sort of, we reach this, this place where, as you know, I said, what was it? We have to knock off the crust, uh, or something to that effect. But I think that we all reach this point, whether it's graduation, uh, whether it's getting married, having children, turning 40, losing a job, where we have this window of opportunity to reevaluate our lives and and change its course. Maybe not drastically. I don't. 
encourage people to, to, to flip out as I did <laughs> and make the drastic changes. There's small incremental steps that we can do to really sort of adjust the course of our life. And it's really important to, to be open to that and be aware of that. Another wonderful story that's featured in the book is Lance Armstrong. We all know yeah. about Lance Armstrong, and um, the story's been told many times, but one unique aspect of the story that I don't think is told enough is how he discovered who he was born to be and that he was born to, to race bikes. He was, I believe he was uh, 13 years old. Uh, he, would, he was lived about five miles away from his middle school, would ride his bike five miles each way to school, and would uh, swim. He started taking up swimming class. And so he was walking to get his bike one day and noticed on the bike rack there, there was an inno- some little innocuous flyer that said for a triathlon, a local triathlon. He said, decided, what the heck? You know, I've already taken swim classes, and I know how to bike, you know, so why not just take up the running and try this triathlon? And it was that seemingly little innocuous voice that said, just that same voice that spoke to you that said, call that number and just say yes and make that commitment. It was that little innocuous decision for Lance Armstrong. So, you know what, let me give this a try. I haven't done it before, but let me venture out of my comfort zone and give this triathlon a try. And that's really he discovered his biking was his gift and his competitive spirit was his gift. And it's such an important message, as you had pointed out, that if, if we're just going through life and just being busy, being busy, and we don't notice these little seemingly insignificant, innocuous opportunities that are all around us, we're missing out. And uh, that's an important message for people to really get and understand. Well, you know, and then, you know, what we're talking about is really perfect for this show because uh, we get to hear these messages day in and day out. And I would ask the listeners, you know, what, what does that voice say to you? Have we all trained ourselves at this point in time to really tune in to that voice, that thing that tells us, go in this direction? No, go in this direction. And, you know, Brian, in all of this, what do the folks that you have talked to, I know you just shared about, you know, shared Lance, but many of the other people, how many of these folks consider themselves intuitive? Oh, I, I without question, I think that nearly everyone that I've talked to or studied have, has, has listened to that inner voice. And again, I don't mean to sound woo-woo or, <laughs> or anything. Of that, no, woo-woo is good on this show. <laughs> but it's important that, if we just take that time, whether meditation's your thing, whether hiking's your thing, whether going to the beach, whether it's going to a park, or just being silent, but really asking yourself the question repeatedly, thinking about it, focusing on it, if it, life is going to give you those clues, and you have to ask the question in order to get the answer. And it's that voice that I, that I promise you. Another in, incredible story is a gentleman by the name of Alex Spanos, uh, born in Modesto, California. Alex, uh, it was a, his family was in the baking business. His dad was a slave driver. He was stuck in the basement 15 hours a day for $40, $40 a week, um, had a wife to support and was having his second child, asked his father for his raise. His father said no. He had a decision to make. His little voice said, you know what, quit. Quit and at least pursue the opportunities, otherwise you're going to be destined to a life of mediocrity and misery down here in the basement. He quit. He was so poor at one point that he had to borrow, take a bank loan out from Bank of America for $210 to get his wife and second child out of the hospital, if you can believe it. Today, you may have heard of Alex Spanos. He owns the San Diego Chargers, and he's on Forbes 400 list of of the richest people in in the United States. So I love Alex's story because it's so important when you understand it was that same voice that said, you know what, give it a try. Just venture out, break the bonds that you're in, break the complacent patterns that you're in, and believe in yourself and now you can see what's possible. 
you know, as you go out and you take this story out, Brian, I want to thank you for, you know, joining us today. Let's make sure we give out your website again. And I know you have a newsletter that people can sign up and just, a, just wonderful information. Let's make sure they know how to get to your website. Absolutely. The website is uh, www.borntobe.com, B-O-R-N-T-O-B-E.com, borntobe.com. And the book, Become Your Born to Be, is available in uh, all major bookstores. Uh, Brian, as you kind of take from this place you are right now and and leap ahead, where do you want to see yourself? How do you want to see yourself uh, in another five years? What do you want us to be thinking about when we're thinking about Brian Souza? <laughs> well, hopefully it's good thoughts. Uh, hopefully it's it's uh, the book has impacted you in, in some small way. And that's really my MO right now is the greatest gift I can give is uh, all the sacrifice and effort and energy and money that it took into producing Become Your Born to Be. And so my hope is that really this book touches people's lives. And I already have received letters and emails from people all around the country and uh, and indeed all around the world. It's, it's incredibly inspiring. Uh, but for me, it's also, you know, I, I believe, and I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, but I believe that you don't necessarily have just one specific purpose or one specific thing you're supposed to do in life. I kind of view life as a book, and every single day we're writing a page of that book, and sometimes, oftentimes, we don't even realize what we're writing. But I view my life as in chapters, and maybe it's five-year chapters or ten-year chapters, but I don't know what the future holds. You know, for me, this has been an incredible process, uh, just working on Become Your Born to Be, and actually, I've started a new company by the name of Get Listed, and it's really actually along the lines of your background in human resources. So it's really the book is helped designed to help people uncover what it is their gift, maybe in a new career, new profession. And Get Listed is really designed to help translate that and help give people those career opportunities that they don't otherwise have. And so it's sort of marriage, or, you know, merging my background in technology with the subject matter of my book. And so that's another interesting lesson I think that I've learned is that. You know, we go through life, and it doesn't have to be, we don't have to land in this place and say, you know what, I'm here, and I found it, and it's great. Sometimes we go through life, and we just find a little piece of the puzzle. And it may not fit in with exactly where we want it to, when we want it to, but nonetheless, it's an important piece. And that's kind of what I've learned through this whole process, is just to take those opportunities that life gives you and kind of put them away, because you never know at some point in the future where it's going to fit in and help to complete the puzzle of your life. Well, let's talk about Get Listed for a minute, because I know this is up and coming. This is something that's being created as we speak right now. Um, and I love the way you put that together. I, I, I think that, uh, you know, one of the greatest challenges people are going to have as we move forward is not necessarily getting a job, you know, based on my human resources experience, but figuring out how to keep up with the technology that's going to help them get a job. And Get listed from what I understand is going to really help help this process in an enormous way. Would you like to say a little bit about it? There's no question. I think get listed. The purpose of get listed, uh, getlisted.com, is to really help expose people to all the immense career opportunities that are available. There's so many people when I go through radio programs or whether it's in my speaking engagements that come up to me and, and again they say, you know what, I'm just not excited in what I'm doing. I don't know what career I want to do, what job or what industry, where do I start? And there was really nothing that spoke to them. You know, there's a lot of job sites, there's some recruiters, but it's a, it's a lonely place and it's, a, it's, a, it's a very difficult for people to have that kind of direction. So what Get Listed's about is empowering people to pursue those opportunities and allowing them to have exposure. You know, there's hundreds and hundreds of opportunities 
for every single employee out there and allow them to, you know, give themselves exposure to, to at least pursue and consider some of those opportunities. So, you know, a lot of what we're talking about here, and I want to remind everyone that uh, you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, and my guest uh, tonight is Brian Souza. We're talking about an uh, amazing story of how each and every one of us can uncover the gifts that we have. And, you know, the book, Become Who You Were Born to Be, uh, really is a, a, an exploration of discovering and uncovering your gift and having the courage and having the tools, as Brian has, has given us in the book, to really take action. You know, a lot of people, Brian, um, have said that this is the year of action. We, we get it astrologically. Um, people that do my chart uh, want to know about it. And talking about action, we've got a caller. Why don't we go to the phones and let's get some action going on the phone lines. Who do we have on the phone? Hi, welcome Hello. to the show. Hey, welcome to the Hello. show. How are you? You have a question for us today? Uh, yeah, actually, I actually wanted to make a statement. Okay. And that is that I called up a number of shows, and I know you all want comments. And this is a statement to your audience. You all have very wise things to say, and I am very appreciative of what you say. But you all want feedback. You want people to talk to you so you can share your wisdom. Because the wisdom I'm hearing tonight, right now, is very good. And uh, people should call up and ask for sharing. It is extremely important to find uh, what you need to do. It's extremely hard in many cases to get to it. And that's where I am. I, of course, of course, would appreciate some help with that. But on the other wow. hand... Wow. Okay, hello? Yeah, uh, go ahead. It is very important that we all help each other. And that's mm. what these shows are about. Mm. And so mm -hmm. I want to encourage people to call up. Because we, the way it works is, is if you're talking... On the thing, you have to come up with entertaining conversation, and people are embarrassed to uh, interrupt it. But on the other hand, you're there to reach people and to communicate with people. And so it's very Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. Could you tell us your name and where you're calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Melbourne Village, Florida. And my name is Mike or Michael. And Michael, it, it let, me, nice let me... If you could give me some advice, because even yes. though I agree with everything you've said, I'm an wow. energy healer, and energy healers don't seem to be prospering at the moment. Wow. And, you know, Brian, you know, you got to love Michael. I mean, what he just said is so important. The people that listen to my show, they know that we open up those phone lines, so much so that, you know, my show, my daily show, they have to get a new phone system. And so what he's saying is, yeah, we encourage people to call in, and we're going to talk with you. So, Brian, what can we do to to help Michael here, you know, to help him in getting him pointed in the right direction. 
Absolutely. That's exactly the reason why you're on the air. Yes, it is. You've got that right. Well, I think what Michael was pointing out is, is it's it's a crucial, and that's we all have to make a contribution. <laughs> you know, so much of the time we want to sit back and receive, receive, receive. Well, we also have to give a little bit, and if it's participating in in a dialogue, um, it's important. Again, what Michael understands that all of us do is that we're all in this thing called life together, and everyone has to make a contribution. And uh, I don't know, Michael, if you had a, a specific question I can help you with? Uh, I would just like to know how I can figure out how to make my specific contribution. Kodalini Serpentis hit it on me when I was 18. I have a golden aura, I, and it's very hard for me to live in the world because I have no ambition. It's just I'm very good at helping people and getting rid of the big things, and they always forget about me after it goes away, and I don't quite know how to deal with that, but uh, I'm not, I have no expectation that you know how to deal with it either because you've never experienced it. But if you have an observation to report, that's okay because maybe that will give me what I need. <laughs> well, Michael, I appreciate the question, and uh, you're a saint. That's fantastic. What a, what a wonderful question is I want to know how I can give, how I can contribute. The world would be such a better, so much of a better place if everyone was just like you and asking the question, how can I contribute? Uh, you sound like I'm an incredible person, and the only inspiration I'd give to you is um, we all have ambition. We all have that fire that, that burns within us. Sometimes some of us have to dig a little bit deeper to find it, but I promise you there's a special contribution that you're supposed to make. There's something that you're supposed to do, and just invest that time and never give up, up, the, never give up that hope. And really, I hope that the message of Become Your Born to be literally inspire you to do that is to discover that gift so you can share it with the world. But you seem like a fantastic person. I, I appreciate the question. I appreciate you calling in. Okay, and, and I think you gave very good advice, which is what I agree with. They haven't figured out how to make it yet, work yet with me. But as you spiritually develop, the challenges become harder. I have 15 mm-hmm. years of my astrology chart and two quintuxes. And actually, it basically means I should have been grounded to death at the age of 21 or something. But I wasn't, and I chose that chart. Now, everybody has difficulties. If they can confront them, they uh, go beyond their difficulties, and they move into their power, and their ability to help people, and their ability to love. And yeah. I think you guys are great, because I think you're a inspirational source that communicates to lots of people, and they should call you up. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you so much for that because, you know, the way I was going to close this show, Michael has really laid it out for us, Brian, and it's what you talk to in the book. It's about appreciation, absolutely about appreciation. And in closing this show, how look at how we've been gifted with his presence, the presence of appreciation, and him being open to hearing what, uh, what we're talking about today. Does it get any better than that? I'm inspired. <laughs> I called on this on this show to hopefully inspire other people, and Michael, with Michael's call, I'm now inspired, and I, that's fantastic. In closing the show, let me ask you, Brian. Um, uh, you talk about appreciation, and uh, one of the things that you mention in your book is to appreciate it, meaning the gift. Mm-hmm. So often we take our gifts for granted, or we don't stop to 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 really appreciate them. In closing the show. 
I'd love for you to share the importance of something as wonderful as appreciation and yet sometimes as difficult. I would say appreciation, it, it starts with, with one important aspect of appreciation. And for me at least, my own belief system, it's appreciation of life itself. I think so much of the time we go through life and we don't appreciate just the fact that we're alive today, living in the country that we do with the opportunities and all the modern conveniences that we have. And you've got to appreciate life because life is fragile. It's a gift. It can be taken from us at any time. And as we know from friends or family or, or just people, it, things happen. And we have to take and invest each and every second of life and appreciate it. And when you come from that place of appreciation, of truly appreciating each and every morning when you wake up and appreciating the gifts that God's bestowed upon you and appreciate the opportunities you have, you're going to be, feel compelled, if not forced from an inner sense, to actually do something with, with your life and, and with what it is you want to pursue. And that's the message. I just really want to ins hopefully inspire people with the, the message that ever, all of us have a unique gift. All of us have a special contribution to make, as Michael pointed out. And we need to make that special contribution. And I hope in some small way, become your born to be can help point people on the right path. Okay, everyone. Uh, I want to just mention again, Brian, Susan, my guest today on the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, get a copy of this book. There are stories in here we haven't talked about. Uh, Sylvester Stallone and many others. And Brian, I want to thank you so much for joining the show today. What a fabulous show. Totally inspiring. And boy, I would love to have you back again. So, open door for you. Thank you, Dr. Pat. I appreciate it. It was fantastic. I want to thank all of the listeners here at bbsradio.com for tuning in each and every week, and we'll continue to bring this information to you. Uh, remember, you know, Brian, let's give out that website one more time and let folks know how they can find out more about you and the book. Sure. They can go to borntobe.com. That's B-O-R-N-T-O-B-E.com. Uh, for the website, information on seminars and what have you. Otherwise, they can pick up a copy of Become Who You Were Born to Be at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Borders, all the major bookstores. Well, as we say on the Dr. Pat Show, Brian, you rock. Thank you so much for joining us here today. <laughs> thank you for having me. And I want to thank every one of you out there for tuning us in, turning us on every week, altradio.com for pushing the buttons in the way that only they can. And until next week, remember that you were born to discover your gift. As Brian Souza would say, you were born to live the life that you desire. And believe me, we are with you every step of the way. Thank you, Michael, for calling in and reminding us of what it means to appreciate the gifts of one another. All right, everyone, we'll see you next week right here on bbsradio.com.